The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I was just chatting with my producer, Brandy Jackson, this morning, and they've got some new statistics becoming available through Voice America now. And uh, for the first three months, January, February, and March of this year, she's got a whole bunch of statistics. And I'm absolutely blown away. And I, I, I want to tell you and let you know uh, our listeners, because uh, just to let you know what is what is happening in this show, I started my f- first show four years ago on July the eighth. So I've done consistently since then every week. So I've done just just over two hundred shows, and our listenership in uh, January through March this year two factors which I think are really really significant. The first one, which just blew me away, was we have listeners in over a hundred different countries around the world during that period from January to March. Some of those countries, some of us haven't even heard of, which is just, just absolutely mind-blowing and wonderful. And the second thing which also blew me away was during that time period of January to March this year, of the 200 shows that I've done, 194 of them were accessed during this time from January to March this year. In other words, you, the listeners, are going back even to the very first show that I did back on July the 8th, 2009. So it's just, uh, just uh, really encouraging for me to know how widespread uh, the messages that we're bringing through uh, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation are reaching. And I thank every single one of you listeners for encouraging me to continue with this, this show. And today I'm going to wel- welcome Laurie Spanier to the show. And she's got a really interesting story to tell as well. So Laurie, welcome to the show. Hi, Peter. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, I'd love you to begin by telling our listeners a little bit about your own personal story, because I think it's a pretty exciting one. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just let you, you explain. Yeah, I would love to. Well, you know what happened with me was that I, like a lot of people, out of college, I spent 20 years working in corporate America, because that was a thing I was told I was supposed to do, and that was you know, what I thought I had to do, and I was actually miserable. And during those 20 years, what was happening was the only way I was really happy, the one thing that I knew was that I loved animals. And I would um, 
I would do everything I could do was to be of service to animals. I was going off volunteering in different volunteer organizations and rescue groups on weekends. And I would take vacations and go international on vacations and work with orangutans and elephants and seals and sea otters and whales. I mean, rabbits, guinea pigs, you name it. I worked with them in some kind of capacity. But during the 20 years, I was just miserable five days a week. And what happened was I ended up gaining out of college during those 20 years, 65 pounds. I was smoking about two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. I was drinking about eight beers a day, every day. And I was working, I was spending excessively. So I'd gotten myself into $150,000 of debt, bad debt. And I was going to doctors for help. You know, I was drinking two pots of coffee a day just to make it through the day. I was enslaved to the system. I didn't know how to get out. So I was going to doctors for help, and they were pumping me up with pharmaceutical drugs. And if you were to line up those pharmaceutical drugs from one end of a double, you know, you could line them up to two, count two sinks, you know, one end to the other in a bathroom, and multiple pills of each of them. And this is how I was living for almost 20 years. And it's amazing to me that nobody realized that, like, none of my family or friends thought that was all abnormal. But what ended up happening was my brother died of an unexpected drug overdose. And I started literally getting messages from him. I mean, I thought I was crazy. My then husband thought I was crazy, but I knew that it was real. I was getting continuous messages and they were say, he was saying, you know, I'm your angel. I'm waking you up. You need to change or else you're next in line. And so when this started happening, I ended up taking a leap. I really, I took a leap and I quit my job and I became, I got hired by a gentleman who spent 20 years training government service dogs for the United States government. And he recruited me out of a thousand people to work under his tutelage. And I worked and I was trained by him for a year. I worked under his tutelage and then I started to get happy. I started to get wean myself off some of those medications and stuff very subtly in the beginning. Like it wasn't a lot, but what happened was then my husband was like, I'm out of here. Dead brothers talking to you. No, it's not real. I'm, I don't believe it. And what you actually think you can get off those drugs? You actually think you can change all of this? No. So he said later. And then I, what I did was I really, within that time, picked up myself and moved to Maui. And I lived in Maui for two years. I almost didn't know anybody. I was just training dogs there and working with people to train them on how to train dogs. And during that two years, that there was a radical transformation that happened in my life. And that was really, within those two years, all the drugs were gone. All the pharmaceuticals, 65 pounds of weight was gone. All the cigarettes, two packs or more, I quit. 100% gone. And I'm still finished with the, all of this. Quit all the beer, all the alcohol that was gone. And, of course, um, the debt within two years was gone. And that's pretty radical. If you think about all that stuff, really, it was within those two years in Maui that it all... And this was like, I was relocated, getting over a divorce, dealing with my brother's death, and of course, going through this um, incredible awakening, which is what we're going through now on planet Earth. And I realize now that it was just a matter of me going through it a little bit before everybody else. Because during those 20 years of working in corporate America, I just kept asking the universe, 
how do I be of service to animals on a global scale? I knew that that was my love and my passion, but I didn't know how to do it. And I was enslaved to the system. And my brother's death was really the kickoff. It was like, you have to do this. So, so, so actually, Laurie, so how, so how did you actually achieve that in that two year? Obviously, it was a pretty major transition in a relatively short time. So how did you actually do it? Yeah. Well, so this is when I started working with the divine, right? I started just, it was, it initially started through prayer. It was that mantra of how do I be of service to animals on a global scale? I kept asking. And the other two things that were my mantras in my mind, Peter, was number one, I wanted to know the truth of everything, no matter what. That was an ongoing mantra in my mind. And the other one was that I wanted God to be my boss. And during those two years in Maui, I just started playing with meditation and energy work and sitting still and quietly and listening to the voices. I listened to every voice in my head. And if it was a voice of love, I allowed it in. And if it was a voice of a critic or a victim or a skeptic or some kind of saboteur, I said, it's time for you to go. I release you in love. That's where it all started. But through that, it was a constant meditation of and a constant prayer. And I would meditate myself to sleep at night. And in those meditations, this was what was really wild. I would meditate and I would see flashes of images coming through my mind. I didn't know what any of them meant. I would meditate through the whole night. And in the morning, I'd ask, what was that? Like, what was all of that? I don't even know what was coming into me. They were downloads of programs that now I understand what they were, but I would always hear, you'll know when the time comes. And what they were were really the programs that I was, my system, my operating system, my physical body, my brain in terms of it being a computer, were being upgraded and prepared to assist in the awakening of the shift of consciousness that's happening now. And so now when I, what I call myself really is a light worker and an animal communicator and intuitive and an energy worker because I'm just assisting others as they start to waken through what's happening to them. So, Laurie, before we go into that, let's, let's just talk about the roles that the animals played in your life and, and the roles they're playing in our lives. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, the thing is, the animals are our teachers. They are, left, are the only right-brained creatures of the world. We're the only left-brained creatures. The humans are the only animals of the planet who are predominantly left-brained. All the rest of the animals in the world are predominantly right-brained or else they have a better balance of the left and right. So the left brain is the analyzing brain that tries to figure everything out. It's the doubting Thomas. It's the skeptic. It's the doer. It's the thinker. But the right brain is the experiencer. And so we're learning how to access the power and potency of our right brain. All the rest of the animals in the world already know how to do this. They're already doing it so much wisdom, so much insight, so much healing potential that they're doing for us, whether it's with their individual human, whether it's with their community, whether it's planetary, like for the whole planet, for the earth, like what the whales and the dolphins are doing or the elephants. That's what, that's really what I learned from, through tapping into their consciousness and their wisdom and their energy. They're, they're teaching us and they're healing us. And they're doing it through their awareness of that right brain experience. Now, you're involved or have been involved in a documentary about animals in the afterlife. Tell us a bit about that. Well, what happened with that was that was actually an incredible manifestation. 
you know, part of my mission on planet Earth is to share this awareness with others through the media. And one of the things I teach about is manifestation, which I don't know if we have time to go into that today, but I just really wanted to share that. And then what happened was this woman literally showed up at my door and said, I want to film what you're doing with animals in the afterlife. I have this movie about end of life stages, and I'd like you to share about what the animals know after they cross over and what about death and dying and what is their insight about that. And so she just showed up on my door. She's making this documentary. She's still working on it, and she's in the editing stages of it now, and she's submitting it to HBO. Apparently they're interested in it, and she's also submitting it to some other major networks. So that's where that's at. She's in editing stages. So so what what is the significance? What is the importance of that? of the animals in that transition time to death and then beyond? What, what, what is the significance of that? Well, here's the beauty. The animals know they're not as attached to their physical bodies as we are. They don't make them up. They don't dress them up. They don't do plastic surgery. You know, From their point of view, Peter, they're just like, okay, I'm having a good time here. I'm going to have this experience. I'm going to share. I'm going to teach. I'm going to heal my humans and my, you know, make my contribution, whatever that is. And then when I'm ready to release it, I'm going to move on. They see it more as a rebirthing, which, of course, we're waking up to this. They know there's no death and that part of their role in the afterlife is to teach us that we can still have a relationship with them even though the physical body is gone. Um, and that we can continue, we can actually re-meet up with them. We can reconnect with them because they're actually teaching us about reincarnation. And that in other dimensions of reality, they come back. And we can connect with them there, even though we still exist in our physical body. So that's in a nutshell, and obviously there's so much more to it. But that's a huge part of it. So for those people who uh, want to begin communicating with their animals in a different way, in a more intuitive, more, if you want to call it psychic way, how do they do that? Well, part of it is by learning to tap into a brainwave. We have five brainwaves, and one of them is a theta brainwave. They all do something different. Most humans are just starting to learn how to access these different brainwaves. Up until now, we've been in a beta, which is the doing brainwave, a delta, which is the sleeping brainwave, or else if we're lucky, we can get into an alpha brainwave, which is a meditative type of state, or if you're really vegging out in front of the TV, you could get into an alpha brainwave. But the, the theta brainwave is a brainwave that connects us to universal intelligence, the divine, the quantum field, and to each other telepathically. So animals already know how to access it really easily, the theta brainwaves. And when we learn how to do that, we can have telepathic communication with one another, with all living beings, and with source, creator, the divine. So that's how, when I'm doing psychic intuitive type of communication, I'm accessing that brainwave and connecting with the divine. If I'm doing animal telepathy, I'm doing it the same way, only I'm communicating with them directly. So Laurie, we're coming up to our first break. We'll take the break there and we'll return back with this fascinating insights after we take the break it's peter tongue for awakening to conscious co-creation the voice america seventh wave channel do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment 
in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you, to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Many of us make choices in our lives based on how others react. But what should really matter is making our life choices based on what we intuitively feel. By tuning in to The Mystic and the Mystery with Inspired Intuition hosts Beth Porozhik and Christine McIver, you'll receive the tools and inspiration you need to do just that. Your fears do not have to drive you, and you are naturally intuitive, creative, and whole. By believing in yourself, you can live the life you've been longing for. Listen for The Mystic and the Mystery every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertung.com, where my monthly newsletters are all available, including the latest one in June. Um, all of the radio shows from the beginning are all there for you to uh, enjoy. Um, and just basically updates of, of what we are doing in the world today. And www.myheartcenteredjourney.com and our Ambassadors of Light program, sponsored by Sherry Chase of Chase International Real Estate Company down in Lake Tahoe, and they've just had a wonderful summit with Dr. Abby, uh, who was visiting, well, Andy's still visiting there at this time. So, petertongue.com and myheartcenteredjourney.com. Having me today, Laurie Spanier, and before the break, Laurie was explaining about her connection to animals and the, and the connection to spirit uh, through those animals, but she was also beginning to talk about what is of great significance to all of us, and that is getting into the theta wave and connecting to universal intelligence. So, so Laurie, just continue with that theme. Well, so here's the thing that I know, is with the shift of consciousness that's going on on planet Earth, what we're being called to do is to move out of our left brain over cognitive dominance and connect our consciousness, our awareness that we have, the gifts that we have in the left brain, not only with the right brain where we experience things, but obviously with the heart. And if you think about that, that's sort of like an upside down pyramid, right? But the, but the real idea is that the new language that we're going to be speaking, and we already are, is a language of energy. And it's a universal language, the language of energy. And this is the language that animals speak. And the language of energy is a language of the heart. It's a language of love. And it's based on vibration, right? So we know that faster moving vibrations of energy are 
energies and vibrations that we would associate with love and happiness and joy and peace and harmony and kindness and compassion. And those are the vibrations we all want to be in alignment with, in agreement with. And this is what our animals are, are displaying for us. And as we open up to, our, to the language of our heart, the language of love, we get in alignment that is in agreement with those energies. And we, part of the way we need to do that, really, is through releasing these denser, heavier energies and vibrations, which we would associate with things like fear, worry, doubt, anxiety, frustration, concern. And of course, again, those are things that our animals, because they live with us and they share our environments, they pick up that energy from us and they heal us in this way. So this is really what we're talking about with this, this shift is moving into this new, this new language, this language of energy. So when you're, when you're inviting people to become uh, more connected to their intuitive self, to their psychic abilities, just explain to us how that is achieved. How do people actually get into that, that space? Yeah. Well, there's, there's, obviously there's some major things. Number one, the first thing is intention. Desire, pure, sincere desire and intention. That's the biggest thing, and most people don't really even understand necessarily the power of intention because that's the steering wheel of life. It's how the universe says, okay, this is where she's going. Let's roll out the road, you know, clear the road in the, you know, ahead for this person. But beyond that, it's a matter of recognizing how to access that theta brainwave. We all have it. Then how to tune into the subtle, quieter energies through that heart center. And we know that we have parts of our body that allow for this, like not just the theta brainwave. We have a pineal and a pituitary gland. These are master glands in the center of our brain that spiritualists call the third eye. And then beyond that, we have, a, um, we have a thymus gland in our heart center, the high heart center. And that is a sensory gland that allows us to sense and perceive energies. And as we receive this information, and our skin is a sensory gland that receives information. So, Peter, did you ever get like goosebumps? All the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your skin telling you, pay attention. This is significant, this information you're getting. And there's been so many studies about this. Now, that's just the beginning of it, Peter, because once we start activating that pineal pituitary gland, accessing the theta brainwave, tuning into our thymus gland, our heart center, and the energy that comes into our body that way, then what starts to happen, we start to connect with this energy our dormant potential starts to get activated and we ignite what's called, there's one gene that we need to ignite before everything else can start to wake up, which is our dormant potential, which is all in our DNA. And this is where I really want to take this, if we, if we can go on with this, is that we need to activate our compassion gene. There is a compassion gene that activates the rest of our dormant potential. Now, let me explain this. Right now, we know Scientifically, we have two strands of DNA, which are protein-building strands of DNA that everybody's using, no matter what. And what we know now, science has confirmed, is that there are ten, at least 10 other strands of DNA, which up until 2012, science thought was junk. And then what happened at the end of, or in the middle of 2012, scientists, Russian researchers, documented that they discovered that those other 10 strands of, door, of so-called junk DNA were actually not junk at all, that they could start to see those DNA get activated and wake up with 
different light, sound, and vibrations, energies. So they documented this. So now we know that there are 10 strands that are actually dormant. We, we, we actually, spirituals, we know we have more than that, actually, but science hasn't quite discovered that part. So these 10 strands of dormant DNA have potential within them. And this is the most amazing thing. What's within those, this is what scientists are now starting to guess. What's in that dormant potential? And what we, what we actually know within that dormant DNA is our greatest gifts waiting to be uncovered. But of course, we need the compassion gene activated before we can get to those other 10 strands. Does that make sense so far? Totally, yes. Continue. Let's talk okay. about the compassion gene activation. Well, the, compa- the activation of the compassion gene, we look at what's going on in the world right now. We see lots of like really sad you know, challenges and horrible things happening, and we're wondering about the state of affairs and the integrity of our world officials, our governments, our banks, our corporations, etc. And we know that that's actually serving us, right? We call that the dark serving the light because that, when we see that, when we see our fellow humans and animals and, and our earth suffering, that is actually what ignites the compassion within us. And once that gets ignited, then we start questioning. The, one of the very next ones that starts getting ignited is integrity. We start looking for the integrity. Where is the integrity in me and us and all of us? And we need that too before we can start accessing the rest of this, this dormant DNA. But within that dormant DNA is what's really magnificent because here's what I know okay yeah sure we can have telepathy with animals and isn't that fun and we can have telepathy with one another and yeah that's great and it really is it's fabulous but even better is we can start manifesting things what our greatest dreams goals and desires are and that's great too we can do it without guilt or shame because we know we're all worthy and deserving but we can go even deeper the solutions to the world's problems are in there the solutions, and I'm not just talking about like amazing things, amazing inventions, like, oh, I created this invention that just came to me about how to clean up all the world's dumps and how to clean the air. And yeah, those things are great. But we're going to globally start to come up with energy solutions where we just learn how to transform this heavy, dense energy into light energy. And as we transform it, it's almost like miracle solutions that the answers are in our DNA. And of course, I know you have guests on your show all the time who know how to do this, but we're talking about the awakening of the whole planet. We're talking about moving beyond just the 15, 20% who are awakening now. We're talking about the other 80% waking up to this too. So what you're talking about sounds similar to what some people would call ascension, Yes. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Ascension is simply the process that we're going through where we move out of this place of thinking that we're separate from others, thinking that what I do doesn't affect you and that what you do doesn't affect me and thinking actually that there is a you outside of me rather than recognizing that the you outside of me is a perception of some aspect of me. Ascension is a process where we move from thinking from operating, having points of view and perspectives of separateness 
to moving into the awareness, the consciousness that we're actually all one, that we're all connected, that we're connected and that the divine source that's running in and through me is running in and through you, in and between us, in and around us, connecting all of us in this oneness. And that as we shift our points of view, our perspectives, that our awareness, our consciousness to that, that oneness, we also leave behind all this heaviness, all this density, all the pain, the sadness, the suffering, the grief, the regret, the remorse, all of that stuff, the shame, the sorrow, all that stuff, we leave it behind, we transmute it into love and joy and happiness and peace and harmony and oneness. That is the ascension process, and that's what's going on on planet Earth right now. And it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not just a marker point of December 12th or December 21st, 2012. That was just the marker point of, okay, we came out of the birth canal. Now, how, what are we going to grow into? What are we going to develop into? And that's the ascension process, too. It's, not, it's, it's a whole process. So a number of people have been somewhat disappointed by what didn't happen on that date, December 21st, and what's happened since. So can you just explain that a little bit uh, in more detail? Yeah. Well, disappointment is one of the things we need to move through, isn't it? (laughs) So the, the process of disappointment is part of the ascension process. And as we move through that process and recognize, well, we're only disappointed because we had expectations around a particular date or a particular event. But we have to release that, too, because ascension is still here. It's alive and well and getting stronger and stronger. We just, I just think we need to shift our perspective to recognize we were birthed. We were birthed out of a canal, a birthing canal of 2012. The shift is still strong and alive, and what are we going to do with it? And it's happening now. It's part of it is, is releasing all of that expectation, releasing the disappointment, and allowing ourselves to look towards the future with excitement and anticipation, excitement, enthusiasm, and joy, but stay mindful of the present because the present is where we're doing the healing. Each and every moment is a moment for healing and transmutation of whatever's not in alignment with that that beautiful oneness. So, Laurie, we're coming up to our second break. We'll take that break now, and we'll return with Laurie Svania after this break. It's Peter Tong for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. 
Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Many of you know that I was down in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago on the Steve Rother Lightworker uh, Network, and now the uh, show has been uh, archived. And so if you want to have a look at that, you can go to www.lightworker.com and just click on the virtual light broadcast, and the latest broadcast for May will come up. And I'm going to encourage you to not only watch my section, I was in segment three, but following me was Dr. Sam, who was the person who discovered the Bosnian pyramids, and he's in both sections four and segments four and five. A really interesting talk. And then segment seven is when uh, Steve himself gave his uh, channeling for the month. And interesting things have happened to him, where uh, now the group who he has always channeled are coming through as individuals, with some really interesting shifts in his own voice and accent. But so it was really nice uh, channeled information coming through so i encourage you to go and uh, check that out it's nice because it's all broken down into half hour segments so you don't have to watch the whole three hours at any one time you can just do one half hour at a time www.lightworker.com and the virtual light broadcast have with me today laurie smonia and before the break we were talking about how this ascension process is happening and as the world is going crazier and crazier through the human kingdom i'm finding it much more um peaceful and loving and and genuine authentic by connecting very much with the animal kingdom and the natural kingdom of the world the plants the trees the landscape itself so so laurie where do you go for your place of peace you know i am always all about nature my inner child is a nature baby (laughs) so interesting because i'm i'm working with these unseen guides and shaman healers Known, known as who call themselves the grandmothers of Moo. And I just recently felt, and I'm working with a, some other healers on this and light workers, and I recently felt so guided to just go get in my car and get up to the Sierra Mountains. And we did some incredible light worker energy transformational work there for this new portal gateway that's coming in, the next portal gateway, which is this June 6th tomorrow, 666. So, yeah, I always love going out into nature and I definitely know with this shift, that's one of the best places we can always go. Go walk barefoot, get out in nature. You know, even if you can just sit by a stream or water, it's it's the most healing process there is. It's better than any drug. It's, you know, sit in the sun. It's one of the best things we can possibly do for ourselves during this time. So, so as it's tomorrow and it is the 666, can you talk more about that portal gateway? 
Yeah, well, there's uh, what happens is there are certain. I'm a numerologist too. That's one of the tools I use, numerology, which that's another kind of story. But numbers have an energy, and they that energy can be translated into a language of words. And so when we look at tomorrow's date, which is six six six, if you add those numbers up horizontally, that is an opening. It's where everything's in alignment. So when everything's in alignment. That means that there's no resistance energetically. So during those days of alignment, new waves of energy, beautiful energy, love energy, pure energy of love, nothing else, consciousness, love, love consciousness comes in. And as that energy comes in, it amplifies things on the earth. Now, if you're in alignment with that energy, you're going to be pretty blissed out. You're going to be really happy. You're going to find that to be an incredibly joyful happy, loving experience for you. If you're not in alignment with that energy, it's going to push your buttons. It's going to bring up things that you need to look at, that you need to face, that you need to heal, that you need to resolve. And it's going to happen individually, in terms of communities, in terms of societies, groups, organizations, and globally. That's what's been happening. So again, it's, there's a three-day opportunity here, six, seven, eight this week, because uh, June 8th is the new moon in Gemini which again is about the higher mind. And so there is this wonderful opportunity in the next three days to go into this beautiful space of love and connection and consciousness and linking the heart and the head together to set yourself up actually from now until November 1st, uh, which is the period of time which this particular energy and vibration is going to be uh, involved in. So a great day. Oh, sorry, Peter. No, no, continue. Go on. It's a really good time for just practicing heart-centered love and heart-centered breathing. It's a really good time to take some time out and just, you know, go into, just even if you can't get into nature, just be centered and be breathing into your heart center, breathing love in. And the other thing about this is what what's really great news is that we have Jupiter coming over over the house of cancer, which is my home sign. And that's all, Jupiter is all about expansion. So it's about expansion of love. That's really what's happening here. And that, that's all good news for us. It just means that things that are not in love, in alignment with that, are going to start to collapse even more. We're going to see that even more. And cancer is also about the tribe. And so it's, it's really important in the next little while uh, to get out of the mind and into the heart and connecting with those people who are your tribe, your spiritual family, and, yeah. put it, and making that your highest priority from now on, that yeah. fear that it feels right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Awesome. So one of the big confusions that people are having right now is, is, is the third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension. What is that and how does it work? Can you enlighten us on that one? Yes, yes, yes. Here's the thing. Third dimension. We've been existing in a three-dimensional reality. Third dimension is made up from, a, from, a, from our mindset, we can think of it like this. It's made of three things. It's made up of light, sound, and height, width, and depth. In other words, dimension itself. Height, width, and depth of de- dimension is a dimension of its own. So that's how I explain it. That's in the three dimension. Now, when we move into fourth dimension, fourth dimension is simply like an energy field where we get connected to the realization of what, of what that is. But Fourth dimension is really easy to explain as we recognize that there's a spirit, there's a soul, there's a soul in you, there's a soul in me, but we're still kind of operating from separateness. You have your connection to God, I have my connection to God, we have a connection, we're all connected, okay, that's great. 
fifth dimension. We bring third dimension with us. We bring fourth dimension with us. We keep our bodies, but now we move into this oneness. So fifth dimension is really where the, this oneness that we were talking about before comes in. That's how I explain it. And it's the recognition of that oneness, of the interconnectedness of us, and the recognition that really we're, that's all there is. That's all there is, is oneness. Source creator is, is really all, we, all there is, but we get to keep our bodies. Does that make sense? It does. And I think one of the keys here is to stay grounded in the, in the third dimensional realm because we're part of that. We want to incorporate and embody the third, fifth and the fourth, but we are still, as you say, physical beings living on this physical planet. Yes. And if we go back to the disappointment part that you were talking about before, is that we thought oneness was going to just come in and there was this instant enlightenment. And there was that with that 1212 gate, you know, portal gateway. It's just that now it's how do we bring this into our earth reality? That is exactly what you just said. Is It's almost like, okay, now that we're waking up to this oneness, how do we embody it in the physical world? How do we be it in our bodies and, and keep it with us, not go out in some outer body experience? And that's the kind of stuff I was doing in Maui. But our job is to, to embody it here in the physical world. And while we're talking about bodies, I know people are going through some uh, very unusual uh, symptoms that, uh, that there's no medical answer for, which are quite extreme and, and, and worrying for people. So can you talk a bit about what is happening to our bodies physically, emotionally as we go through these changes? Yeah, for sure. You know, when I was in Maui, there was one point where I was connecting with, you know, other realms. I mean, it was so bizarre, Peter. There were like portal openings opening up and I could see these light beings like asking me to come through. It was just, I can't even, it's so bizarre and amazing and fantastic and wonderful. But what happened to me on one of these specific days was I got this incredible vertigo. I could not move for 24, almost 24 hours. I had to sit on the earth, barefoot, and drink water. I couldn't do anything. And I was afraid to go to the hospital because I knew that I, they would think I was crazy. There was no way. I couldn't even talk about it to anyone. These kinds of things are happening to us because these new energies are sort of moving out all the heaviness and pushing it up. So when you talk about some of these strange things that are happening to our bodies that we're going through that doctors can't explain, it's because of this. So... It's pushing up that stuff. If something's going on with your physical body, we need to start examining the mind-body connection because that's what it is. Every part of our body stores up unconscious, repressed memories, emotions, experiences, point of views, perspectives. It stores them up in the body. And when these light energies come up, they will be brought up. And so if the medical community can't explain it, it's only because they're looking at things as if we're only physical bodies. And they don't understand the mind-body connection. Western medicine, for sure, has not been acknowledging that in their treatments and in their cures, so-called cures, which are mostly more band-aids a lot of times. So when this stuff comes up, the most important thing a lot of times is to what is the mind-body connection? If it's in parts of your body, it's correlating to where you buried that unconsciously without realizing stuff that you didn't look at, and it needs to be examined. And it doesn't need to, you don't need to spend years in therapy anymore. You just need to usually get with some kind of energy connection to know what's the energetic connection there that's holding it in place that it's coming up for you to look at. Does that make sense? It certainly does. And, and, and I, there's two important points you've just made. 
One is getting to the root of the the yes. cause of that, but also it doesn't need to be a horrendous experience to let it go either. <laughs> no, and, this is this is the biggest thing. Thank you for saying that because it doesn't need to be horrendous. It just means we need to get you need to get to someone who understands the mind body connection of it, a healer, an energy healer, a, who you trust, who knows what they're doing, who can help you tap into that at the root, lift it remove it, resolve it, dissolve it, and heal it. It's that simple. It actually can move through you quite quickly and quite easily. It doesn't need to be horrendous. It's not supposed to be. No, and again, I think the old paradigm of going through years of uh, counseling and, and going back into things, and uh, that, that no longer is necessary. And within a relatively short time, if you're open and prepared to face up, the key thing is to face up to the challenge, and, and it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. That fear element makes it a much, much bigger demon than it needs to be, and we can, we can certainly help people to release those energies and step them on their path to ascension. Exactly, and the other big thing about that is to recognize the only way out is through but there is a light at the other end of the tunnel, and the way through, can, if you're right, it doesn't have to be years of counseling. It sometimes can take two or three minutes to get through one issue. It's amazing how quickly we can transform something that's really scary and really heavy, and as soon as we align with divine intention and with this beautiful love, it can, it can clear it out so quickly for us. It can teach us everything we're meant to know about something without having to perpetuate the experience anymore. And the key thing is we have to go through it. We can't repress it again, but it doesn't, yeah. have, but it doesn't have to be a horrible experience. Yeah, our objective is to not recycle, for sure. Absolutely. So we're coming up to our final break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Are you living your happy life? Are you looking for something more fulfilling? Tune in every week for Living the Shift, our evolution of mind, body, and spirit with your host, Angela Coulter. The worldwide economy has changed the way that we view and live a traditional happy life. The spiritual and metaphysical world does provide some guidelines, but many of us have no real understanding of these and what they can do. Listen live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. 
If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Having a fascinating discussion with Laurie Smonia today. And Laurie, I'd love you to uh, give our listeners your information so anybody that wants to make contact with you to go through their own healing situation or to communicate with the animal kingdom through their own pets and so on. Just uh, let, to give our listeners your information. Well, my main website is lauriespagna.com. So that's L-O-R-I-S-P-A-G-N as in Nancy A, lauriespagna.com. And, of course, they can go there and get on the newsletter and they can get a free intro class to your intuitive gifts and a free intro class to animal communication and how to use it and how to start using it right away with your animal companions. Um, but, of course, they can also find me at Ethel's God, which just spells dog's life backwards, or Ethel's God's spirit or Ethel's God dog training, that's where it all started for me. And it was just, again, you know, it was Ethel's God, it spells dog's life backwards because they are mirror images of us reflecting us to teach us and heal us and learn about ourselves. So, yeah, thank you. And by the way, I have a, a psychic development class coming up too for people who want to learn how to really tap into their gifts and start using them for the good of themselves and others as well. And I do personal empowerment sessions, of course, to do healing work and this kind of light worker work. So Ethel's God is www.efilsgod.com, which yeah. is Dog's Life Backwards. <laughs> I <Right>. love it. <laughs> so one of the other issues that's coming up in this ascension process, uh, Laurie, is uh, navigating th- or trying to navigate through this, this apparent speeding up of time. Can you help our listeners with that? Yeah. This is one of those things. I, I, I have really been working on this myself for so long because the whole time thing is just amazing. We're moving into real time. We're moving into, first of all, we're moving into the awakening that linear time, that is past, present, and future, is an illusion, and that everything is always happening in the present moment. And so we have to start operating from that almost 100% of the time. And the only way to navigate through that is to always be living fully and completely in the present time with the awareness of what you might want to accomplish from present time awareness. So you have to step into present time and navigate through your life always from present, if that makes sense. And then, so if you've got things in the past, so-called past that you want to heal, you still have to be doing it from present time awareness. And if you want to do things in the future that you want to accomplish or manifest and actualize in your reality, you still have to do that from total clarity in present state awareness. And you have to do it in partnership with the divine by using intention. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole challenging thing because we, we're waking up to this awareness that like the amount of things that we could get done in one day, we can't get them done the same way anymore. It's, it's a whole new way of operating. It's, it's really, we're, that's what the Mayans meant by the end of time, by the way. And it's a big experiment, isn't it? We haven't really done this before, so we're all learning as we go. Yeah, we have to learn how to be new students. 
we're we're waking up to our our our, our apprenticeship, our, our our discipleness, the disciples within us, where we have to ask the universe, how can I do this? Is this possible for me to do? And we have to put the parameters like, how can I do this in the most harmonious way for me, for my body, for my lifestyle, for others involved? How can I do this in a way by this so-called deadline? Will I be able to accomplish this? Is it possible? That kind of thing. So it's really a matter of co-creating with the universe, with source, by asking these questions. Because we now know the old limitations are gone. But there's new, there are new limitations, but they're totally different. There are limitations of, okay, you have to be in your integrity. You can't invade someone else's psychic space. You can't control, dominate, or manipulate. Those are the new limitations. <laughs> so what is possible? And we have to start asking questions and letting the universe co-create with us. So talking about what you, impossibilities, tell us about jumping timelines. Well, jumping timelines are amazing. You could be right now in one reality. Let's say right now, I've been doing this with my clients, Peter, where I've had a lot of clients call me recently who are like, my, they think their animal is, it happened with my own dog, where we think our animal is about to cross over. They call me up if they don't know, end of life stages. And we jump a timeline to a new reality where the animal is healed, completely healed. And this is what we know about these dimensions and realities. We know from science that all dimensions of reality exist right now. All potentials of reality exist right now. Everything exists. It just needs a witness and an experiencer for you to experience it. So let's say you're in a dimension of reality right now, and they're all overlapping. And they're they're basically... we, we can't even tell that we're jumping through them. It's, it's, it's so mind-boggling. So you're in a reality right now where someone's dealing with physical pain or end-of-life stages, like an animal or you or a friend or whatever. Is it possible for you to jump into a new reality where this animal is healed or where this physical pain is healed or this physical illness? And the answer is yes. And how do you do it? That's part of this process of learning Asking the universe, how do we do this? And I mean, I don't know that I can necessarily teach that in five minutes, but it absolutely is possible. It absolutely is real. And it's a matter of recognizing that it is possible is the first step. Um, now, what, yeah. is it, what is the importance of the witness? The importance of the witness. Well, first of all, you're the experiencer. You're the witness. Each of us are. We are the experiencer and the witness. And source, the divine, the creator of all that is, is also the witness. So we're co-creating this together. And as we witness it and experience it, it's done. But us as the collaborator and the co-creator has to step into that power of knowing that it's possible and of allowing ourselves to witness it. We can witness it in our mind. We can witness it in our body. We can allow our the energy of our bodies to start to step into that reality with the difference of how it would feel, the difference of how we would act and think. That's part of jumping the timeline. That's part of it. There's something. Uh, well, I, d- I don't know the the answer to that question, but I but because I've experienced a few circumstances recently where it's been necessary for someone not involved in the process to witness what is taking place, and it seems to me that it's almost as if that person's role is to make it real. They're actually yeah. observing this process from a distance. They're not yes. directly involved, but they're actually helping to create the new situation. For sure. When, when I do a lot of my manifestation work and when I do theta healing or different kinds of healing work, I am a witness to God's work. For sure, the witness is incredibly important. And the re- part of the reason that the witness is so important to elaborate on that is that we know that all thoughts 
our energy, all vision, everything we can see in our mind is not yet solid, but the mind makes it solid. The mind, by witnessing it, can make it solid and bring it into the physical reality. So that's why the witness, part of why the witness is so important, because the witness itself is solidifying the experience. Exactly right. Now, we've only had a couple of minutes left, uh, Laurie. So what are you actually seeing ahead for planet Earth? What are you, how are you seeing this unfold? Yeah, this is the beauty of what's in, embedded into the dormant DNA. What I see as a visionary, and I, I don't know how to do all these things yet, but I definitely know a lot of people who are already starting to play with it, some who are already doing this kind of stuff, and I definitely have enough of my DNA activated to know that it's real, is that, that it's unfolding, is that we're going to start doing things like, of course we're all healers, of course we're all intuitives, we're all psychics, we're all animal communicators, and we all have incredibly unique gifts, but we're going to start finding things like how can we teletransport? We're not going to need to have incredible things like um, how to um, build machinery to fly to other planets. We're going to be able to teletransport to them. We're going to be able to connect with other species on other planets. We're already doing it. We know we're already doing it. It's just not out to the masses yet. Of course, we're going to be planes are going to become maybe a thing of the past because we can just jettison ourselves over there. I happen to believe that people are going to be flying in physical form. I know that sounds crazy and out there, but that's just, I just don't know how much time that might take. Um, how long would it take before humans can actually fly with their physical bodies? I mean, we're moving from carbon-based bodies to crystalline bodies as we activate this dormant DNA. So this, and I mean, there's so many other amazing potentials for our future. Of course, we're going to heal our planet. Of course, the planet is going to be cleaned up. Of course, the government's going to be transformed into new committees and communities that are actually serving the highest and greatest good and who are doing it with integrity and full disclosure. And of course, we're going to learn about the truth about our ancestry, that we were actually planted here and that we were bred as a species to work as a slave nation. And we're going to work through all of that. I mean... There's so many discoveries just waiting to be discovered, and they're all within us. And, Laurie, I have to stop you there because we're at the end of the show, and we've got some exciting times ahead for sure. Thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate the, the time you spent with me. Thank you so much, Peter. I loved, loved, loved being here. I'm so grateful to you and for having me and to all your listeners for everyone's contribution here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, my guest next week is Charlie Coons talking about imagining learning and what our children really want to do when they go to school. It would be a very interesting show for all of you parents out there and, and how we need to do things differently in the education system. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.